Oh, hey there. It's Ali here. Thanks for checking in to create a thriving hypnotherapy business. This is a podcast that's most definitely for you if you're a new or established hypnotherapist who wants to flourish in practice and stay in business. This is your start of the week. Let's get the week going. What the heck am I going to spend my time on this week's show? These episodes are going to look a little bit different to what you've been used to um, if you've listened to the first two series of the podcast because these episodes are about what it's really like to build your business as a solo therapist and we're going to do it in real time because as your wing woman it's my job to show you a truth and in this case my truth of running a business I tell you what I know it's not going to be insta pretty but it will be true so don't expect it to go to plan because I certainly don't Think diary of a CEO, but with more chaos, more naps and easily distracted by raccoon videos on the internet and really good at displacement activities. But my theory is if I can do this with all of that going on, I'm sure as heck you can too. And just to make sure we really get going on this, at the end of each week, I'll be going live in the Thriving Hypnotherapy Business Facebook community to update you on my progress. So feel free to play along with me. Let's be accountable to each other in real time. And while we're at it, let's go change the world. So come with. Okay, so these are not scripted at all. So I now understand why podcasters might want to be better at editing because I have no idea how this is going to go. But I promise we are not going to do the big old two hour rambling podcast. I'm going to try and get through this stuff um, fairly quickly if I can, but just also let it kind of run where it runs, if that makes sense. So I've been thinking about how I wanted to start this off and because this for me is a restart of my business. So just to let you know, if you don't really know me at all, I've been a practicing hypnotherapist for about 12 years. And for some of them, it's been in more um, what you would recognize as more traditional types of hypnotherapy. Um, and then in 2015, I qualified as a solution-focused hypnotherapist, and for a long time, I was with a fantastic brand called Inspired to Change, so I was one of their associates. I also helped kind of mould and shape and build that brand. And then earlier this year, um, and I think it's been coming for a while, but earlier this year, it felt like it was time to go solo again. So that's what I did. But of course, it happened a lot more quickly because it wasn't really planned when I said it out loud. Um, so it wasn't planned. So what happened was I had a very short amount of time to think about who I was when I wasn't part of a larger brand. Uh, in fact, I had about a month to get all of that going. So the happy human came about very, very quickly. Um, and I think that it's kind of showing a little bit. But so here's the thing. At the moment, my business is fairly tanked and I could get all upset about that, feel really embarrassed about it. I mean, I do, but equally, so what? It really so hecking what? You know, is it going to change anyone else's life when, because my business looks like it does right now, does it make me a uh, you know, not as good of a therapist because my business looks like it does now? Probably no. You know, those things, that those 
they're not interconnected necessarily. I need to kind of just park that and let it go because I know there will always be people out there judging, but probably, do you know what? Not as many as I think in my head um, because everyone's busy living their life. And so that's one of the things that I'm having to really work on. So that's where I am right now. That's kind of how I got to where I am. So lots of things changed. I moved counties. I, I'd moved my business online, but I moved away from my decade old network of people around me. So it was all very, very brand new. And then just to make it even harder for myself, I decided to stay online and move away from a brand that I'd been using to help support my business for a very long time. So that's kind of where I'm at, almost like I'm starting again. But this time, and this is what I thought would be quite fun, is because I'm starting again, but I'm starting from experience. So I hope I can avoid some of the pitfalls and be a little bit more mindful as to what's happening when things aren't going well or be able to look after myself in this process. And that was really the first part of this that I had to really think about was, was you know, how am I going to look after myself in this process? Because it's challenging building a business. You know, when it rides on you and you alone, everything is up to you. And that's whether you get somebody else to do it or whether you do it for yourself. The buck stops with you. If you don't show up to work, nothing happens. No paid holidays, no paid sick leave. None of that's happening. It's all on you. So you show up or it didn't happen. Those are your choices. Those are my choices. The first thing that I'm thinking around when is like, okay, how can I really kind of manage my mindset around this? And I know that sounds like a weird place to start, but because I know the results will happen based off the work that I do, actually for me, mindset is a key ingredient. So how I think about it, how I pay attention to it is really important because of course, you know, I've got my little negative Nigel in the back of my head that tells me I should have, you know, if I was any good, I would have been, I would have nailed it by now, wouldn't I? I mean, they're quite mean most of the time. So that's nice. Um, and, you know, obviously the ego side of it, the shoulds, there's all of that stuff. There's so much going on about that. Um, also on the other side of it, in a really pragmatic way, you know, building a business is a process. It's a series of things. And once you figure out how to do it, you can just keep going with it. So it's not, doesn't have to be this big emotional creative journey, a lot of it. Some of it will be creative and it's really fun, but actually some of it you can just see as like, oh, this is just admin. It's nothing else. It's just admin. Um, and also, to separate myself from my business, which of course is really hard when you work for yourself because to a greater or lesser extent, if you don't show up in your business, well, then there's no business. That's just the nature of a therapy business, right? But it's really hard to separate those out. And it's really important that we do. You know, I am valuable and I have worth completely separately to what's going on in the work piece. And that's the kind of thing that I have to keep reminding myself. Also, that thinking about, you know, again, my mindset has to be around, it has to be solution focused. I've been asking myself the miracle question an awful lot at the moment. You know, if I, you know, what does success look like to me? If my business is just how I want it to look, 
what will be happening and what else will be happening and how else will I know? What's the evidence that that's happening? And what shows me, and this is a nice one that links into it every day, is kind of a question, is like going back to that, you know, what does success look like? What shows me that's starting to happen? Or what would be the first little bit of evidence that that's beginning to happen? And what's the small step? What's the thing that I can do each and every day to kind of just move me another step closer to what success looks like for me? So that's really that kind of mindset piece, as well as, you know, sometimes there's a bit where exhibiting brave behavior. So it's going out and doing the things that make you uncomfortable. I've just added, put my name forward. Somebody asked a question in a group. And honestly, if it was a friend of mine, I would recommend them in a heartbeat. And still it gave me the ick to say, do you know what? Your friend needs to come and see me. So that bit, so sitting with the icks, sitting with the things that make us uncomfortable. And one thing I've started to think about is being gentle, but firm. It's like, you can have a little paddy about it, but we are going to do it. So I'm kind of looking after that toddler version of me just a little bit, making sure that it knows, have the fit, you know, I'll I'll wait, kiddo, but we are going to do the thing because we know that we have to do the brave thing in order to feel good afterwards. We don't get to feel confident in advance and accomplished in advance of taking action. So we have to start getting used to taking action when it gives us the ick or it makes us feel fearful or all the other, all the other things that, that, you know, that I can have going around in my head is like, I just have to do the thing, get on with it, you know, And a little, sometimes it's like, what's the worst that can happen? It'll go terribly, terribly wrong. But did I die though? And the answer of course is always no. So just get on with it, woman. That honestly, that's just like, um, one of the things I've written down here because I've written myself notes is sometimes the thing that gets me to do it is like, just do the fucking thing. All right. Just do it get it done. And then we can all move on with our day. And sometimes that is enough. So mindset, the mental strength to do this work and to hold myself within that. The next thing that I've really been thinking about is to kind of get clear on the financial goals for just the therapy business. Because of course, as a supervisor, as a trainer, doing talks, you know, all those sorts of things, I have kind of financial input from other areas. And I think that's actually stopped me being really goal focused with my clinic. So it's to come back and like, what does the clinic have to do? What's my financial outcome for that? Um, And the way that I've done that is I've worked it out the same way that I do all the time. So I went in to revisit, you know, the, the work, the financial piece of the work that I'm do. Um, in my vision workshop that I put out at the beginning of this year. So I actually sit down and I do my sums from that and I work out what that has to look like. And I have worked out what I'm going to turn over each month. Now, I don't know if I'm going to share my financials with you guys yet, so I'm not going to do it now. But as we go on, I might. But I will show, tell you kind of how close I am. 
So one of the things with the financials is to start paying attention to it. Um, and I think that's a really important one and have the belief around it that it's going to happen because it's very easy for negative Nigel to just remind me how badly I'm doing. And it's like, that's great, mate, but how does that help us? You know, what does that actually do towards improving our life? It's, I'm, I'm really appreciative of that reminder of how far away we are, but how about we flip it and focus too on the ways where we're moving closer? So every time, you know, literally every pound towards that goal, and I've set myself a weekly goal rather than a monthly goal. So every pound towards that weekly goal that I'm going to think about and to think about what am I doing? Because as I think about moving towards it, it changes the questions in my head to from the negative ones, which is, well, why isn't that working? What's going wrong there? Why haven't you done that? To what could I be doing? What am I doing that's moving me towards getting the next pound and the next pound and the next pound? And it's just flipping that mindset and having a little bit of belief. And one thing, I, I'm not a... I'm not really a law of attraction person, but I am a focus and attention person. So I think of it as the reticular activating system. When we start thinking about the, the way that we want things to be, the reticular activating system, which is, you know, it's just a, a part of the brain. It's a system in the brain that starts to look for evidence of the stuff that we make up in our head. Because most of our, what we experience is, is the what is how we think about something, not what's actually happening. You know, what's happening and our belief around it and our truth around it can be quite widely different. So it's about thinking for me about how to create a better truth around it and a better belief system around that, that it is happening and it will happen and it will happen because I'm doing the things. So it's that real reminder that it's connecting my action with that outcome and just gently holding that belief that it's possible. Because of course, what's interesting is, you know, we've all made money before and I've got my, you know, for me particularly, and I don't, it might not be the same for you, but for me particularly, I have an experience of achieving this. So it's like, what did it feel like last time you were achieving this? What was happening? What were you doing? How did you do that? So by focusing on what I want to have and then just checking in with what did it look like when it was going really well before? That's how I'm doing that. So that's my kind of financial piece because I think I always think start with the financials because unless you've got kind of a, a gritty financial goal or a tangible goal that you know that you can say, yes, I did, or this is how far towards it I got. Our poor little brain, what's it going to do? Not helpful. We might break it down in what does that look like in terms of initial consultations, in terms of clients, in terms of packages, all of that stuff. But that is underneath that original, very tangible yes or not yet goal. And that's another thing. It's not a yes or a no goal. It's a yes or not yet. Because again, that keeps me in that forward momentum and I need that because otherwise I'm just not going to do the things. 
And the next thing, and I am going to do that this week, is I'm going to attend my own workshop hilariously because, well, why the heck wouldn't I? If it's something that I feel is good enough to put out into the world, why wouldn't I go to it? My friend always used to say, she goes, I know I've done a good job on a workshop. When I look at it at the end and think, I would attend the fuck out of that. And honestly, I loved that workshop, the Create Your Business Vision workshop that I created at the beginning of the year. It was really cool and it was just amazing feedback, really exciting stuff. So I'm going to attend my own workshop and start to put that into place. So the last piece of this is to think about accountability. And the reason that accountability is so powerful is we will do more to avoid pain than we will to gain pleasure. We are social creatures, so we fear rejection. Rejection is pain. And we will do more for others in general than we will do for ourselves. Most people, not everyone. Okay. So accountability hooks into all of that. So if I say to you, I'm going to write myself a little spreadsheet of what activities I'm going to do that are going to move me towards my weekly financial goal, and then I'm going to tick them off. That will be something that I have to tell you about on Friday. Did you do it? If I say I'm going to attend my own workshop, which I have said that, um, I'm going to tell you whether I've done it yet on Friday. And the thing is, and I wish I could remember, it's always the way, I wish I could remember where I see these like little nuggets of information. It's said that somebody, it was when I was working and I was masterminding, I was um, running masterminds um, for a company. And um, that is a whole other tangenty story, which we're not going into. But yeah, I used to run business masterminds. It was really fun. Um, so when I was running those, I came across this bit of information that says if somebody does 80% plus of whatever they've committed to do, they will be successful. So I have no idea whether I found where I found it. Um, I believe it had some basis in reality and fact and research behind it, but I cannot prove it now. But again, it's like that whole placebo thing. If I believe that's true, then it's going to work for me. That is the glorious thing about brains. You know, we can play with them and get them to do what we want to do. And it is a little bit like, particularly my brain, it is a little bit like persuading toddlers to do what you want them to do. You might have to turn it into a game. You might have to be a little bit sneaky. You're going to have to be three steps ahead of the little monkeys because they're wild and feral. My brain is wild and feral. So I have to work out how I'm going to look after myself in this process and manage myself, which is hilarious. Um, you know, I am both my favorite employee and my least favorite employee. There was a really good colleague of mine who, who said, you know, Ali, you're one of my greatest teachers. They did not mean that as a compliment. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm just like, well, that's nice. I'm really glad I could help like that. So that's all I want to talk about today. That's all I have to say about that. So come with me and thanks for hanging out with me today. I really hope you feel replenished, reinvigorated and know that 
you can build your hypnotherapy business and how you build it doesn't have to look pretty or perfect. It just has to work for you. So I will see you hopefully on Friday and I'll, I'll update you in the thriving hypnotherapy business community. So I hope to see you there. And if you're playing along, make sure you let us know how you got on this week. So under the little post where I say it's podcast day, pop in what you're going to be accountable for this week and we'll see how far along we got when we get to Friday, okay? So before I go, be sure to rate, review and follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible or wherever you get your podcasts. Especially be sure to follow, rate and review if you really liked it. If you didn't vibe with it, don't worry about it, it's fine. And lastly, as a hypnotherapist, you need to remember to look after so many aspects of your business, but one of those is supervision. I don't know if you know, but I'm a level five hypnotherapy supervisor. So if you're in the UK and you're looking for solution-focused supervision, just pop along to the website, thehypnotherapybusinessclub.co.uk forward slash supervision and send me an inquiry. I will see you next time on Create a Thriving Hypnotherapy Business. Stay awesome and let's go change the world.